Of course, during the holiday weekend, it would be technical difficulties that this episode could not go out when it was planned to. But everything, my hosting site was a little messed up, and I apologize for that. But I was talking about too much stuff this week that, well, that's not true. (laughs) I felt like the topic was too good. I didn't want to drop it. So you guys can have it now, and we're going to have another episode on time next week. So (laughs) here y'all go. And I hope you enjoyed your Thanksgiving or your Friendsgiving or your holiday at home. I hope you had a good meal um, today. Well, look at this. You're here and I'm pleased because I really dig your company. Hey guys, it's me, Danny, and you're listening to the Just Saying Podcast. The other day, I was out here just strolling the interwebs, minding my business, just hitting, you know, all the social media streets, and I was like, you know, something was a little bit of a buzz, and so I wanted to know what it was. So the first thing I saw was a post from Dion Cole that said, don't watch that's not true no it's not that's not the first thing I saw the first thing I saw was over on Google you know you when you go to Google something and then they have your your news feed stories down the bottom and one of the stories said that Netflix took Dave Chappelle's show down because they weren't getting a lot of views and I was just like at first I was just like you know story but I don't think it's a big deal whatever Netflix always doing something I don't know if that's you know, is that news right now? I'll get back to it. So I bookmarked it because, you know, I like Dave Chappelle and I wanted to know what was going on. And then um, I saw a post from Dion Cole on Instagram and it said something about don't watch the the, the um, Chappelle show on Instagram. And then I was just like, well, Dion Cole is another person that I really like. So I was like, people, he interacts with people in the comments. So I said, let me see if the comments tell me why I shouldn't be doing it. So when somebody says something about it, he said, go watch Unforgotten on YouTube. So I was like, well, let me travel on over to YouTube, packed my bags, went on over to YouTube and uh, looked up Unforgotten. Dave Chappelle and what I learned was that it was an Instagram thing and this is one of those things about Instagram let's I didn't even know that you could do such a thing okay I didn't know that you could do what Dave Chappelle did but I guess because he Dave Chappelle he could do whatever he want to or maybe we all could do it what I like about Dave Chappelle is he everywhere Everybody, there was, now I don't want to say everybody, but so many people counted him out and counted him crazy back in the day when he left the Chappelle show and turned down the $50 million deal they were trying to offer him. I don't remember what year that was, but it was some years ago, and they offered him Comedy Central, I believe, or Viacom, one or the other, offered him $50 million to continue doing the Chappelle show. He did not take that deal for many reasons. And at the time when he, so he didn't take the deal and then he disappeared. Like people was like, we don't even know where Dave is to ask him why he didn't take the 50 mil. But the story was that he went to Africa and because he was on drugs and he was trying to to get some rehab. I don't know why he would need to go all the way to Africa for rehab, but that's what the story was back then. And this was way before we had all the social media stuff. So we just relied on the little bit of nonsense news that we got from, I don't even know where it came from, but that was the story. Okay. Then Dave Chappelle resurfaced. He started telling people, he went on Oprah. He started telling people about, the fact that, 
you know, he wasn't crazy, but that he realized that the form of comedy that he was doing at the time didn't only entertain the targeted audience that he was doing the work for, creating for, but it also it also hit a audience that was not laughing with him, but laughing at him. And he started to hear those laughs more than he did the laughs of the targeted audience, okay? And so he wasn't comfortable with some of the stuff he was doing at the time. And so he felt like the $50 million deal, even though so many people would be like, I can't believe you turned up $50 million, but you don't know what you're selling for that. You don't get $50 million without giving up something. And what they felt like what they wanted was not for sale, okay? So he resurfaced and then people were just kind of like, but is he going to be funny? And like all of that stuff, because, you know, when people kind of leave, then they come back and you're like, I'm not feeling what is happening. And I don't know what happened, but I know that there then came, like, I like there was a point of t- a period of time. I don't know if I wasn't following Dave or if he wasn't doing nothing or what was happening. I don't know. But then there came a, a story about, Dave getting a deal with Netflix and I think that was like a 40 million dollar deal or something like like a lot of money to do a certain number of projects uh comedy specials or specials for Netflix okay and then he came out with these two that were like back to back. Everybody was ready to watch them. And he was saying things on there that was like, people was like, this man's smart as hell. Okay. <laughs> He's smart as hell. His thought process and the way he puts together what he said and his fearlessness to say what he's saying was genius. And then he came out with, I believe he came out with another one, and everybody was just in awe. Like, the comedic community just respects him in, in, at a certain a, a level different than other comedians out now, okay? Um, and then, you know, the public, we respect him too. I really love comedy. I love the thought the mind of a comedian because they have to be able to see things and then turn those those things they need to be able to interpret things in a certain way that they can also make you laugh at things that are not that funny or you know not funny intentionally well then George Floyd was murdered and we all watched it. Well I didn't, but a lot of y'all did. And um he came out and did a thing on YouTube. It it aired on YouTube. It was not on Netflix, it was on YouTube and I believe he or his people put it out. It wasn't like somebody was like secret filming it. It came up and it was not that long, but he, it wasn't a comedy. It was him talking. And when he was speaking, everybody was listening. It was well-respected. It wasn't a thing where people were clowning him like, yo, bro, you wasn't even funny. I don't even know you was funny. Like, not, that didn't happen. Everybody was like, this is genius. I don't even understand, like, how did he come up with this and be bold enough to say these things that he's saying? That was one of the, you know, one of the things that they, you know, a lot of people really was like, he just said what he said, and he didn't, doesn't apologize for what he says, and that, you know, was, I don't know, I just feel like it, it, it put him, again, it elevated him to a, a levels that, you know, we just don't see from celebrities. So when people started saying that, you know, people on the interwebs were posting, watch this Unforgiven. And then after I saw Dion Cole say, go watch it, then I went back to 
Googles and you know how the internet's work. If you say, if you see it or you look it up one place, it show up everywhere else. So it was like, I'm forgotten, I'm forgotten, I'm forgotten everywhere. So I was like, let me find this video. So I found it and I watched it and it was 20 minutes and um, I don't remember what article I was reading. I believe it was the New York Times again, but they were saying that it was an Instagram live that I think he then posted or people captured it. I don't know, but I was able to watch it. I did it on the Googles. You could do it too to watch the whole thing, but One of the things that he touched on in this 20 minutes was this Netflix situation and how Netflix bought the rights to the Dave Chappelle show. They bought the rights to that to be able to air it on their platform from Viacom. Okay, Dave Chappelle was saying that he made a deal, excuse me, he made a deal with Viacom or Comedy Central or whoever, I don't know, that pretty much was like a shitty deal. And because of that deal, when Viacom sold the rights to the show, Dave Chappelle did not receive any payment for the fact that this show is being played on Netflix. It's also being played on HBO Max, like the new app thing. And I believe it's streaming somewhere else, but I can't remember. But basically, Viacom pretty much just like pimped it out and was like, here you could play it, here you could play it, here you could play it, get people to watching it. Okay. So Dave calls his people, he tells his people, like, hey, how do we stop this or get my money? And the people was basically like, man, the, the deal you signed back then, you don't really own the rights to this property. So this um, intellectual property. So we really can't do nothing about it. So Dave was like, I'm on here right now to tell you all to stop watching the show. Because if you don't watch it, they can't make money from it. And why should they make money from something that they wouldn't give me money for? They making money off of me, but they not paying me, okay? And so he was basically saying it. But what he also did was he went to Netflix and said, like, they not paying me, and I don't feel good putting my works on your platform when you are also putting works that I'm not getting paid for on this platform. It's like, it's mocking me. And it's like, you know, like I, how do I feel comfortable creating for you when I know that you would take my creations and not pay, not when I'm not getting paid for them. So Netflix is like, you're right. We'll take it down. Never mind. So Netflix took it down and he was saying that he really respected that because they, they showed that they respected him. Okay. I respect the fact that, um, he was bold enough confident enough in his self and in his audience to come out and just say it. Now, he didn't say it that like that. He's a great storyteller, so he gave this wonderful conversation. And parts of it was like, it was like the audience wasn't understanding, and they were kind of like rooting for, like, because they weren't getting the story, people were clapping when they were rooting for the wrong things and stuff like that. So you have to watch it because, like I said, it's only 20-something minutes. It's not even a full half-hour special or anything. I think it was just him talking and getting some things off, something off of his chest. But the way that he told the story, uh, amazing. 
I'm not going to try to recreate that because like I said, it's on, it's an Instagram post and it's on the interwebs. It's free. You can go ahead on and watch it. But I think that it is worth watching. This was not just Dave talking about Dave. This was groundbreaking for creators to understand that number one, Whenever somebody is offering you a deal, they are offering you a deal. Like that's like understand that they're saying it's a deal. It is not the best that you could get. They're not going to offer you your highest worth because your highest worth is more money that they would have to pay out. So you know when they're thinking about things, when people are offering you money, it's because they believe that they can make money off of you. So give we will give you this amount of money because we can we believe that we can make this amount of money off of you. And so it doesn't matter where it's at. It's it's when you're you know you're going to your regular nine to fives, it's when you're going to your whatever other shifts that you work, that is the whatever they are offering to pay you is the deal. And they are saying, I will pay you this amount of money. I believe that I can make X amount of money when you come here to make this amount of money, right? When they offer you whatever they offer you from the minimum wage up to, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars, whatever company is offering to pay that to you knows that they are going to make more from you being there than what they are paying you to be there, okay? Wherever there may be, whatever there is, that's how it works. If you have a company, you know that you can offer to pay your staff this amount of money because you're going to make this amount of money having them there. That's how it works. That's how businesses run. And Dave was basically saying, be aware of what, where people show that they respect you and how people show that they respect you because you may not always get the best deals. But if you're also not getting a good deal and the respect isn't there, then what the hell are you there for? And especially in this day and age, we have enough independent in many ways. I mean, hell, this man put out a 20-minute special on Instagram. You could do these things on your own if you're willing to put in the work. Now, I know anytime that you have a, a company, a business backing you, it's a lot easier in this sense. But, you know, however you do it, be respected. And if you do not feel respected, look for where else you can be. And also watch the Dave Chappelle thing because this dude is dope. Like, <laughs> there's nothing else that I can say. Like, he, anywhere, I keep an eye on him anywhere because I like to learn from people in the industry about the industry that I would like to be in. So, child, it's only 20 minutes. Check it out. Instagram, Google. Somebody probably got it on Facebook. Watch by now. You know, do it. <laughs> Look for it somewhere because you're going to do it. And everybody talking about it. So, y'all make sure you can find it somewhere. All right. Um, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. It's so much... It's so much going on here. The reunion came on last week. And at first I was like, do I really want to watch the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air reunion? I mean, for me and everybody, you know, calm down. But I don't feel like there were enough things going on with the cast that I wanted to watch a reunion. Now I did watch the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. I think I have literally seen every episode of it. It came on in 1990 y'all. Like that's a long time ago. It's over 20 year (laughs) reunion time. Like it's I guess it was a long time due, right? And so people were really excited about it. And so I was like, at first I was like, I'm not going to watch it because it came on HBO Max. And I just said, do I need another app? I don't know. Now I knew, I think that you can get HBO Max for free, you know, free trial. All of them do. All the streaming sites do that. Like if you're new, you can get a free seven days or a free 
14 days or whatever, three days. I don't know. I don't even know what the HBO Max free trial time is, but I'm sure there is a free trial. I just felt like um, at the at the time, I just felt like I, I don't know if I'm not interested in watching the thing. I feel like I watch a lot of uh, the Will Smith situation, you know, Will Smith and everything he got going on. And if Alfonso Ribeiro shows up in a show, I'm, you know, excited for him. But I was like, I ain't really interested in uh, the woman who plays Hillary. I don't even like what I, I didn't think I was interested in the story. I, kill me if you want to. But I, at first I was just like, I don't know. But then I started seeing people posting like this was a really good show. I cried and you know all this. And so I started thinking about like James Avery, who we know passed away, who was Uncle Phil. And I was like, uh, you know, because this was hard for me to admit until maybe, you know, a few days ago to myself. Forget about out loud, but to myself it was hard for me to admit mentally I'm not handling these days that well like honestly I'm not uh I don't know if it's the seasonal you know they say people get seasonal not they say people get seasonal depression I don't know if it's that for me I don't know if it's just that for me I don't know if it's you know it's the holiday season and y'all know my mama ain't here and if that's the situation uh I started this new job it ain't a friend of mine and um I I don't know I don't know all of my friends are in another city and the holiday season is coming up I have a lot of things going on so I was like I don't emotionally. We all got a lot of things going on. I get it. I know. I think for me, I didn't think that my emotional state needed to watch this show. But then I was like, uh, no, not then I was like, let's be honest. I was out here on these internet streets and I ended up over on YouTube. And I saw that it was available on YouTube and I am a YouTube watcher. Like some of y'all watch EMBC or whatever, I watch YouTube religiously. And so when it came on there, I was like, oh, I don't even got to get another little app for a streaming site or anything like that. I got to wait for my fire stick to download it and all of that, like, and sign in and put my email in and go on the, the email, at, uh, get the email, get the link. I didn't need to do all of that stuff. So I was like, this convenient. Let me watch it. <clears throat> it was very emotional for me I but not over like I didn't like go into a spiral anywhere or anything I think they did well now I don't know I guess maybe because I've been hearing it everywhere I think we supposed to say everybody who's like podcasting or blogging or whatever is supposed to say like it was very well produced so it was very well produced it was it was put together well it it was put together well I think that people had fair amounts of time to talk it wasn't just the uh will smith show (coughs) excuse me um i think it was interesting for people who didn't already know the story i already knew the story but for people who did not already know the story about how the fresh prince show came about i think it was interesting to get that story i thought it was cute to see people's auditions i think you know i I think they did a good job cover them covering the james avery segment was powerful just to hear how you know professional he was how much of a father he really was to you know to will uh you know how supportive he was and all of those things it was amazing and the same way a lot of us felt like y'all the dog yawning sorry (laughs) the same way that a lot of us felt like uh, Cliff Huxtable was, and Cliff and Claire Huxtable were parents of ours uh, when we were <clears throat> in elementary school. I know for me, I was in elementary school when the Cosby show was coming on, was on. I guess I did kind of feel like Uncle Phil was my uncle. I didn't really have that close a connection with Aunt Viv. 
I don't feel like because I think a lot more lessons to me in memory came from Uncle Phil. Um, maybe that was just because I grew up with a dad without, well, my dad was around in my house for years, like, but there were lots of situations going on. So I think for me, what I needed in a, in a parent was manifested in Cliff Huxtable and Uncle Phil, not the actual people, but the characters. And so them going through that made it emotional for me as well. It was like, I, maybe I do feel like I lost my uncle, but you know, I, it was, it, it was good. They did a great job. <clears throat> One of the biggest highlights from that show though, was the fact that Will sat down with Janet Hubert, which was the original Aunt Vic. And <clears throat> if you guys don't really know the story, there has been a feud. I, I don't know if there has been a feud. I know that Janet Hubert has expressed her opinions about her unfavorable opinions about Will Smith and even lots of times uh, Jada Pinkett Smith, who to me, I felt like was somebody that didn't need to be addressed because when the Fresh Prince situation was going on and when, when um, I believe that when Janet Hubert was no longer a cast member, that Will and Jada had not yet solidified an actual relationship. So I don't know why she got caught in it. I think that, you know, sometimes when you get into a, a negative space, sometimes you get on, on that, anybody can get it, okay? And I think she was just there with it. So that, you know, that situation happened where I think the last thing was there were there was a lot of um uh interest I don't I for lack of a better term I'm sorry I can't think of it but traffic there was a lot of traffic um cover, covering a video that Jen and Hubert had done where she just you know went off it was like a YouTube video was like poorly lit and all this stuff and Jen and Hubert was upset and when that video came out people were questioning her sanity even because of how she went how she went about handling the situation now I can't tell you how to handle your own stuff so I'm not telling you know it's not up to me to say it I'm just telling y'all what the talk was around town but when these two sat down will smith you know let janet have her say and i think for a lot of people they felt good about that it wasn't a lot of i didn't do and i wasn't and i didn't and you said and i said Janet Huber basically said, we said some negative things. We both said some negative things about each other. We said some very hateful things about each other. And um, she was able to ask the question, why? Now, I would say that this, to me, was one of the best examples of, you know, closure that that could happen. Janet wanted to ask questions and speak her truth and Will allowed her to have that moment, not saying it like he gave her something, but but more so to be like, I'm going to let this this time be just the time for for you to be able to speak your truth and what this felt like for you and you know who who you know who how you were affected and what it you know what it felt like all those kind of things without defending myself and defending how. I behave, you know, behaved at the time and justifying things that happened. I think that that was good. Now, Jenny Hubert, for me, Jenny Hubert was saying that she was, well, I guess the, the talk is that Will Smith said that she was a difficult person to work with and, um, you know, that she was pretty much hoity and and in her you know nose up in the air and she was too good for everybody on a set and things like that Janet Hubert's um and so 
the story was that like Will got her fired. Okay. And that story ran for a long time. Will was the reason why he didn't want to work with her anymore. And then they brought in the light skinned mother. <clears throat> and, you know, he was just basically, there was a lot of talk of the, this is the negative against the dark skinned black woman. And uh, that really was a narrative that went along. No, honey. Sorry. Um, that was the narrative that went along for a good while was that Will Smith basically ruined this woman's life on purpose because he was walking around like he was the Fresh Prince and he was too good for everybody and, you know, got on big fire. And one of the things that Janet was able to clear up was that she was never fired from the show that um when she got pregnant and so when we had the Nikki the baby Nikki story Janet was actually pregnant it wasn't you know they I guess they brought in this this baby Nikki story because she was pregnant and I I guess they were in some ways trying to accommodate her because of the contract she had or whatnot and so you know, we got the baby Nikki because Jana was actually pregnant, but there were, there were troubles at home. And Janet also had expressed that for her, she didn't like the scene that was being set, the atmosphere that was being set on set because this rapper was coming in because Janet Hubert was you know classically trained I believe she went to Juilliard she's a dancer she's an actress I believe she sings as well and she said in her own words that she was used to a a um professionalism that Will Smith was not um giving way to so what it seemed like was it was a looser set going on. They were more, you know, jokey and playing and all those things. And that's not the scene that Janet Huber came from. And I would like to believe that Janet Huber thought she was too good for all of that because of the, of the background she came from. And here come this rapper boy, you know, acting like he's the star and all of this kind of stuff. And she didn't like it. So she, pulled herself away from what was going on she was like I wasn't people were saying I you know I was thinking I was better than people and that type of thing really I just was sitting in my car because or you know out on the on the lot and things because I just didn't you know I didn't feel like I belonged in that thing and 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 from one perspective, I can see how you feel like, you know, this this ain't my scene, so I'm going to just sit out here. But if, if if most of the people are riding with the scene and you're not, for those people, the look is you think you're too good to hang out with us. You don't, you know, chill with us. You don't, you, you don't play at all like we all here. Get with it. And so I, I can see it from both sides. She also said I had a lot of things going on at home. And so, you know, I didn't have time in my mental state to play with y'all. And again, when we don't know that that's happening on my end, it looked like you just don't want to be bothered with none of us. And so both perspectives I can see. I mean, y'all know I'm the perspective queen over here. So I see both perspectives, but... um. Janet let it be known that that was true. She also let it be known that she was not fired. She was offered a contract after the baby that she did not accept. And because she did not accept it, she forced this the network's hand and the network did not come with something better. They let her go. That's what happened. And that's how we got a new Aunt Viv. Now, I, what I also liked was that the new Aunt Viv was like, I didn't even, when, when, when the show first came up, I knew about the auditions, but I didn't even want to try out for the show because I didn't think that I wanted to be on a show with no rapper, like a rapper being the actor. Then this is the 90s. This is when, you know, rappers were just starting to become actors. And so it was like, I don't want to be on here with this parents just don't understand kid. Like, I no, because I could see how at the time you may have thought this show ain't going to last that long. This boy ain't even an actor. I mean, you know, 
you never know what you're going to get, but I can see how you could have thought in the, in the industry, if you don't know, lots of shows start, they get a pilot, you know, or you can get a six episode uh, deal, but you, you turn around and there's no show anymore. I know one of the, um, I know Kevin Hart has like a, a famous um, story about that where he had a, sh- a sitcom and they were getting ready to announce the shows coming out on said network that the sitcom had signed to, and they literally canceled the show um, minutes before the rollout of the announcement of the show lineup. So they had, but they, there was no, um, <clears throat> there. we never saw it. We never saw the show. And so I could see how, you know, somebody could say, I didn't, I didn't audition because I didn't think that a show with the rapper was going to be, you know, successful. Then she admitted she saw it and was like, oh, this cute. <laughs> this so cute out here in these streets. I see you will. Okay. So when an opportunity came up again for her to, for her to, um, you know, audition for the role, of course she took it. It, it you know, it's a successful show. I, why would I not want to lend my name to, to, you know, get my name in, in this space? So she did. And that's how that particular Aunt Bib showed up. This was um, good, too, because we we found out that these women never met. They've never known each other. And, and there was an opportunity for them to meet, too. I thought that it was a good conversation of her trying to explain, of Janet being able to explain from her perspective. I do want to say that what I what I also liked was that Will Smith was trying to say to her, listen, I was 20 years old. I didn't understand the power of my word at the time. You know, um, just because we see people in positions doesn't always know, mean that we they know how to handle the positions that they are in. You done been to work. You'd have been to work and, and known a boss that you was like, child, listen, uh, this is not, you don't know what you're doing. You know how sometimes you could be, I, <clears throat> at my old job, child, people would get um, promoted, okay, and be not ready at all for the new position. They were just wanting to be able to have the position, but they ain't know what to do with it once they got it. And because they didn't know what to do once they got it, there was a lot of, you know, problems with the people that were supposed to be under them. So I think that in Janet Huber's mind, it was like Will Smith set out to destroy her, where... I don't think that Will Smith, we talk a lot now about, you know, protecting the black woman and, you know, dark skinned women and all this thing. And not that nobody knew that dark skinned women were not treated as fairly as lighter skinned women and any of those things. But I don't think that Will Smith was on set like, I'm going to get this lady fired and we going to make this set so uncomfortable. She ain't going to want to be here. And, you know, once we get rid of her, we can get us a light skinned woman. I don't think those things happen because they didn't lighten up any of the other characters. You know, I think that when she left, sometimes you get caught up in what is already being said, and you roll with it. She was difficult, um, which may have been at that time his truth, the same way her truth was that y'all weren't as professional as I wanted, and I wasn't used to the environment that you were creating. So to me, Jenny Hubert has been holding on to things that have happened since the 90s and and giving credit to somebody who credit may not actually be owed. Do we is that fair? 
to say that the fact that the fact that she couldn't work was that on Will Smith? Or was or do you blame Hollywood? Where were the rest of the actresses that didn't rally around you? Where were the other execs to say she wasn't difficult? We I mean there's been blogs for years. You she had many other people who could have defended her. Where where was that talk at? That um you know to to help with this narrative that she was creating or that she thought Will Smith was creating against her. Where was that talk? Because for me, that's where the issue comes in. Nobody else came for you, Janet. Where 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 are the other people who should have been able to come for you? Where is that? And that's what made it sad for me that you put all of your eggs in the Will Smith basket and you didn't give credit anywhere else. So, you know, although I believe that Will Smith said negative things, I don't think that that is a lie. I do also believe that um, at that time, he should not have had enough credit to be able to blackball you. He wasn't an Oprah Winfrey. He wasn't a Tyler Perry. And so, you know, where what where was it? Where, where were the um, people? Because he didn't have that kind of clout back then. He may have been able to speak to some people to get you off the set. If he was, but I don't think he did. The truth is he didn't even do that. You didn't go for the contract offer. So let's just say, though, that he had enough clout to get you offset. He didn't have enough clout to ban- banish you from Hollywood at that time. So, you know, you got to you gotta look at it in a broader sense that she held on to this and, and attached a face to her pain that I don't think all of, I don't think really if you're saying that they blackballed you but you already let the network know in your own actions that you were not um you know going to participate with the programming in the 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 um what is it the contracts that they offer you yourself made way for the the network to say that you were difficult to work with and demanding or whatever words and and maybe you feel like he could have stopped that narrative or he could have told people to give you work I don't know but I wasn't really clear what her expectation was of what he owed her afterwards I don't know who was a tweet or what I saw it on the blogs Jenny Hubert, you know, said, thank you, Will Smith, you freed me from, um, which I think was her saying, like, I'm now not holding on to this. I was able to voice my side. I felt like I was heard. And now I feel great about, you know, being freed from that bondage that really I put myself into. But the fact that the fact that, you know, I was heard made me, makes me feel good. That for me is enough. You know, like if, if I, most of the time, what we want is to be heard and not have to, not have to constantly say, no, what I'm trying to tell you, uh, 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 you know, all of that trying to stop and start because the other person is like, yeah, but the, the real thing, like, did you ever consider? And from my perspective, when you don't have to have that fight to to get your your um, pain out, it's it has to be, um, I guess, exciting. It has to be freeing. She said it was freeing. I would believe that it is freeing. And I appreciate it that that's where Will Smith was with it. Give that woman her chance to speak. Now that she has had it, she feels great. She feels wonderful. Life is good. And that's what we ask for. There's not much else.
you know, that you can do. And so I was happy. I, I felt good about watching it. Um, after that, we then saw Will Smith saying that Janet would like to come and sit with the rest of the cast. And him saying, there's no way that, that I could have done this reunion without having you here because I don't want you to think that um I don't understand the significance of your role in this show that was good too but here's the thing Will Smith may have been too immature to to understand what he did and then I would say a lot of us get into a thing where even though we know somebody is saying they feel a way about us, we're not addressing that. We're not getting involved. I'm not I'm not getting involved with whatever that situation is. I'm not getting involved, right? Because if I kind of felt like I wasn't really doing nothing to you, when you start ranting and raving on the internet, I'm not going to address that. Will Smith has been... You know, we've been seeing him in in this, like, enlightened, aware space that, um, enlightened, aware space that that kind of negativity, when somebody was as mad as what we saw Janet Hubert be, I don't think that there may have actually been times where Janet herself wasn't even prepared to you know, really had to sit down. And I think this was the greatest, this was the greatest time for them. This was when both of them were at their most mature and most open spaces to be able to have this. So kudos to them. Janice sat down with the cast. They had a little bit of a reunion. We, you know, of course, you they can't show us everything. They ain't got time to do all of that. But they, I think they did, did a great job. Even baby Nikki showed up. Um, later in the show, being able to have, um, uh, what is my man's name? I can't think. Jeffrey, look at me. Ooh, these years is getting to me, ain't they? They catching up. Uh, Jeffrey, having Jeffrey there and being able to, um, you know, see the the whole cast, I think was great. So if you guys have a chance, you can go on to, um, you can go on to YouTube if you want to and look for it. Or since HBO Max is coming out with a couple of shows, they're going to roll out because they're the new streaming site. You can go on there and at least get the, the quick trial period and see what they got going on over there see if you like anything they got going on because there could be I don't know because like I said I watch it on the YouTube so I really don't know what's going on over there maybe I'll check it out this weekend the next thing we got was Will Smith on Red Tabletop that is you know Jada's show on Facebook Watch, well, he he took himself on there. There was no Jada, there was no Willow, there was no Gammy. It just was Will Smith and a therapist. And they were pretty much unpacking <coughs> the uh, conversation he had with Janet Hubert. And that, for me, I thought was, it was good to be able to see it because, like I said before, the conversation was mostly... Janet Hubert being able to express how she felt and how she experienced Will, how she experienced the network in a way, and how she experienced the backlash (coughs) or the way that her career unfolded after being, after deciding not to sign the contract again with the Fresh Prince. Um, <coughs> I'm so sorry, y'all. <coughs> I cannot get rid of this cough. No, I don't got it. I just, um, I spray some air freshener and it, the fumes are, are getting to me. 
you know how sometimes you spray and it's just a lot. I spray a lot, child, and I gotta <laughs> I'm trying to get it together. But but roll with me. So this was um Will Smith's chance to be able to express his thoughts or his feelings or unpack, you know, how things may have happened because it wasn't the time and place to do it when he was giving Janet her opportunity to express her feelings, okay? Once we got to Will Smith, we got to him uh, coming out with, I don't I don't think he's come came out with this. I think we've already had, heard this, but he, 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 he stated that his father beat his mother and when he was little. And so when he was little, to try to keep his dad or get his dad into a good mood, Will Smith learned how to be playful and joking and silly to keep his dad, you know, entertained, which would keep him from being upset, which would, in this child's mind, keep this man from beating on his mother. So for Will, the jokes and the laughter are safe space in places where he feels uncomfortable. And because he was a I think he was 20. I know he was early 20s on that show. And because he was early 20s and he was a rapper with no acting background, and then he comes on set with Alfonso Ribeiro, who was already on uh, Silver Spoons, and, and a lot of us knew him from that show because he was the black kid on there. And Janet Hubert being this classically trained uh, actress and... Um, I can't think of his actual name, but Uncle Phil, for some reason, I just his name is, is missing me, but Uncle Phil also being classically trained and coming from theater and these type of things, Will Smith was out of his element. He knew that he was, so he knew to try to be able to get people to, um, <clears throat> you know, not, not look down on him and also as a tactic, a safety tactic for himself, he was playful and joking on set. That's what he did. But that thing apparently did make Janet uncomfortable. He was, he didn't realize that what he was looking for was he was looking at Janet and the Uncle Phil um, role. He was looking to these two people to to be as parents, not to be his parents, but as parents. And he wanted um, approval from these two as well. Y'all, my dog going, you going to have to, she, I, I can't. So, you know, he was looking for, he was looking for their approval as well. And so what he was doing in the, the atmosphere that he helped to create on set was a safety for him, but it, it may not have been it. Well, it, apparently, clearly, it wasn't safe for Janet because she was out in the lot. You know, she wasn't out there up there playing around with the rest of the people having dance parties on Fridays and whatnot, like the rest of them. So, <clears throat> I thought that was good. I also like that he did say, you know, <clears throat> I was young. And I may have said some things or didn't realize that I was saying things that were not going to be healthy for this woman. Uh, you know, in, in your 20s, you a lot of times you don't realize that what you are saying is not <laughs> is not going is going to carry longer than than the time that you are speaking, you know, and. <clears throat> I, I love that he was saying that a lot of a lot of what he didn't say wasn't because he was being disrespectful to her, but more so because he thought he was being respectful to her by allowing her to voice her opinion without defense. And um, one of my favorite quotes from that particular red table talk was, "Oh goodness, we I'm looking for it." <clears throat> It was the, uh, let's keep it. I'm looking in the notes. Y'all know how I do. Y'all know how I do. You you know that I um <clears throat> get in here and I start looking for my notes. <coughs> um, he was saying that, you know, you seek first to understand and then to be understood. So in this, in this time, he felt like it was, 
his moment to understand, to understand Janet's perspective, not to try to make Janet understand his perspective, which is something that a lot of us do not know that we should be doing because when we get into conversation with people, what we try to do is we try to be understood. One of the great things I liked about Janet um, uh, Will Smith's conversation was that he was saying that a lot of times when, um, well, I'm going to put it in my own words. A lot of times when we get into conversations with people, we get into a space where once people start to say things or speak their experience and in speaking their experience, they have a negative, um, we, we play a role in a negative part of their experience. Okay. We then naturally take that as a punch to ourselves, but the, but it's not a punch to me. It is just, um, them being able to express what they say but this is and for me in communication this is where a lot of the issue come from is that when I'm when I'm telling you how I felt about something I am not telling you about my feelings to hurt you so if you if your intent is to listen to and understand my feelings you have to you what you have to do is you have to take yourself and pull yourself back to hear me you don't know if what i'm saying is wrong or um you know misunderstood or any of those things if as soon as you hear me say you the word you you go into i'm about to defend myself hell with everything you say right and so you have to understand that the punch is not real. When you get, when you feel like you're getting punched in a conversation where you you know that you help to play a role in the downfall of a, of a relationship, when they start to speak about your role in that, they are not punching you, they are explaining. So you have to pull yourself back and say, I, let me just chill out. When you want to have a conversation where, especially where you feel like you want to reconnect with people, you have to be able to hold space for them to speak. And when, if you can't do that, like if you just do not feel like you have the ability to hold space for a person to speak, you guys won't get to a mutual space because I need, that person needs to be understood. I need to be understood. You need to be understood. We all need to be understood. And we cannot be understood if you are fighting me for the right to speak. So one of the other things that he said was that he has learned, Will Smith has learned and then taught me that um, (laughs) love means that you um, listen understand and validate l-u-v-v um i mean l-u-v is is the term for love it is listen understand and validate so you want to listen to a person to understand what they are trying to express and then validate their words like validate their feelings like don't just walk around and just be like no because because I didn't do this and you said that and yes, I'm you may have I may have said those things and you may have done this thing and I may have done that thing, but right now what we're talking about is this. Can can you at least validate what I'm saying? Can you it repeat back what you heard to me from me so that I know that what I'm trying to express is being understood. A lot of us don't do that though. Like just let's just be honest. We don't we don't ride in those areas. What we do is we just say, no, this is what, this is how I felt. And we try to trump feelings. And that's not how we going to get nothing done. So for me, it was great. It was really good to hear. It was really good to hear um, Will Smith give that off. And so I thought that the Red Table Talk was good. I'm not going through the whole thing because this isn't in a review episode. But if you want to watch that, go ahead on hit up 
the red table talk as well. You can see that conversation. I thought it was good. Overall, I thought that this whole Fresh Prince reunion situation was a good thing. We got some laughs. We got some tears. <clears throat> we got reconciliation. We got understanding. We got people voicing their opinions. And we got the whole cast together for at least one, well, not the whole cast, because Uncle Phil wasn't there, but everybody who is still alive was able to join together and sit down and just talk for a little while. And I, that, for me, was enough. <clears throat> Y'all go ahead and check all those things out. Let me know what you feel about how these situations went down. Well, you know what it is. Uh, again, I hope you guys enjoyed your holiday. <laughs> And I will be here on the social media. Check out my cute little um check out my cute little um Thanksgiving Day video on my page. It's me Danny on Instagram. Uh <laughs> it was a little bit of fun that we did just you know to to lighten the mood of this quarantine Thanksgiving. And uh mask up, be safe. People still getting sick out here, y'all. So I just got news myself of maybe three, four people who just recently have been sick with it. So y'all, you can still get sick. So take it serious, mask up, be safe out here. And just, you know, let the people you love know you love them. Do it intentionally. Don't wait. And um, that's it. I'll see y'all next week. Bye.